Big Takes is a podcast from BCA Research, informing investors with straightforward, actionable analysis of macro and market events. Hi there, and welcome to the Quick Takes podcast. I'm your host, Rakaya Ibrahim, strategist at BCA Research. Recent Chinese economic data releases have been weaker than anticipated. They suggest that the post-lockdown economic recovery is softening and falling below expectations. Most recently, we got China's official PMIs earlier this week, and those showed manufacturing activity declined at a faster pace in May, while non-manufacturing activity expanded at a slower pace. So this week, I caught up with my colleague, Arthur Budagan, to discuss his outlook for the Chinese economy. Arthur heads up BCA Research's China Investment Strategy Service. Hi, Arthur. Welcome back to the podcast. It's great to have you on again. Hi, Ruka. Thank you for inviting me. So, Arthur, the signal from Chinese financial assets has been quite negative over the past few months. I just updated a chart showing the performance of all the major global financial assets in May based on their Z scores. And according to that chart, last month, both onshore and offshore Chinese stocks were among the worst performing relative to their own history. Chinese RMB and the prices of industrial metals, which are, of course, extremely sensitive to what happens in China, are also sending a similarly disappointing signal. And this isn't just a story for May. It's been the case for most of this year. So my first question for you is, what is behind this weakness in Chinese assets? I think Chinese economy has been disappointing. So reopening recovery has not been as strong as expected. And reopening trade in Chinese assets or China-related assets that happened in November, December, January, basically, in retrospect, we can look back and say it was a buy the rumor, rumor, sell the news type of investment play. In fact, Chinese assets did not just pick in May, they picked on February 1st. So pick in China-related assets, Chinese stock, Chinese currency, uh, emerging markets, and U.S. dollar bottom was surprisingly February 1st. Since then, China-related plays have been going down in absolute terms. What's the reason behind it? It's simply economic growth hasn't picked up as much as expected. Uh, industrial side of economy is quite weak. Uh, consumers, after a couple of months of strong data, started disappointing in April. And how how to explain this? We published report today suggesting that China might be entering a liquidity trap. What's a liquidity trap? It's condition when low interest rates are not sufficient to boost demand for credit and spending. And it seems there is some indication that China entering such environment. For example, first time Chinese consumers in April on net basis paid down more loans than borrowed. Basically, they paid uh, down their loans more than they borrowed, which means a negative uh, number for April. And it's indicative that Chinese people are reluctant to borrow and spend, especially buy houses, even interest rates are reasonably low in China. 
So in this context of a liquidity trap, couldn't Chinese policymakers unleash irrigation-style stimulus to try to revive growth? After all, this was their playbook in the past. Whenever economic conditions weakened, they responded with this irrigation-style stimulus. And given that, you've, as you've highlighted, the post-pandemic economic recovery is disappointing, do you think that Chinese policymakers are likely to announce stimulus measures soon that could revive the performance of not only the Chinese economy, but also Chinese financial markets? So our theme for past several months has been that the reaction function of policymakers to what's happening in the economy has changed somewhat. So uh, the objective of authorities in China is not to create economic boom. The objective of authorities in China to put floor under growth. And if economy disappoints, keep falling, and unemployment rate rise meaningfully, yes, they will provide stimulus. However, I think they are not going to be reactive. They will wait to see all indication of very disappointing growth economy before they act. So policymakers will be reactive, not proactive. As a result, we continue for next several months to see which Chinese data and China-related assets will continue falling on. Second, if our judgment that China might be entering a liquidity trap is cracked, it means simply cutting interest rate by 25 or 50 basis points might not be sufficient. Because again, in liquidity trap, efficiency of interest rate to boost growth and credit demand is somewhat limited. So I think China cannot just cut interest rate and hope that economy will go up. I think they have to do major fiscal stimulus, especially focused on consumers. And I don't think they are ready to do it. It will take quite a few months until they think, consider, and implement something like that. So no, stimulus are not imminent. And that's why China-related play, Chinese financial market, will remain at the risk of a seller. As we've discussed, Chinese stocks have already weakened quite a bit since the beginning of the year. And doesn't that suggest that the bad news is already priced in and that risks are now tilted to the upside in such a way that any positive economic data surprises could boost Chinese stocks in global China plays? I think there is a dichotomy in evaluation of Chinese equities. If we look at industrial plays, parts of economy that leverage to industrial plays, including banks, uh, they're trading at very low multiples. And we have been arguing and continue arguing that it's a value trap. So low valuation doesn't mean it's attractive. It means that cheap for reason and will stay cheap or even cheaper and further because secular growth prospects are quite poor for them. On the opposite side, if we look at consumer stocks in China and we publish chart in today's report, consumer stocks trading at very high multiples. If we look at consumer staples, median multiple for this group, it's close to 40. If we look at consumer discretionary, it's close to 20, 22. So current valuation of Chinese consumer stocks are quite excessive. And even though I believe Chinese consumer spending will be moderate but positive, Chinese consumer will continue expanding. I think these stocks are vulnerable because they're expecting very strong profit growth over long term. And I think growth of Chinese consumer health has also downshifted. It's not going to be as strong as the past. So if we look overall Chinese market, no, I don't think it offers valuation opportunity at current levels. 
Great. Well, thanks again for joining me today, Arthur. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Rukaya. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Quick Takes podcast. We'll be bringing you weekly quick takes with BCA strategists on a range of macro and market topics. Stay tuned for next week's episode.